to episode 24 of Ours is the Fury. We just lost against New York Cosmos at home. How does everybody feel today? Bad. <laughs> Blogsmith feels bad. Ryan is back. Hey, but I, I don't feel good. Okay. I feel ripped off, but well, I'll talk about that later. Yeah. Kendra? Hi. I also feel bad. <laughs> everybody feels bad and pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Pissed Off Show. <laughs> this is not going to be fun. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Um, let's start with the lineup. Um, Oliver Heinemann Davies up front. Um, Ubi and Donatella in the midfield. Richard Ryan was at home uh, delivering a baby, or I should say his <laughs> wife was delivering a baby. Does anyone know if, uh, if that... it's a success? Yeah. A success? <laughs> there is no official word on I'm it. Sorry, I'm not really familiar with it. If it audio. happened, this is the baby podcast. Yeah. First he scored, then it was delivered. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're missing uh, our captain, so Richie Ryan, right? Yeah. And because uh, uh, his wife was, or his girlfriend, I should say, was expecting, so he stayed behind. That's right. So who took his spot? Uh, Portuguese Canadian Eustachio. Eustachio. We always argue how that's <laughs> pronounced. And uh, yeah, so he did a good job. And then we had Woodbine on the left, Trafford and Jeroen as our center backs, and Ryan Richter on the right. So no Drew Becky in the starting 11. Because, Blogsmith? Uh, I believe he's still banged up. But I could be wrong. He, he might be just sitting out. He did not travel the week before because of his foot. So I also think that's accurate. Well, so then the game started. <laughs> <laughs> did it ever? No, I thought you know the Fury. I thought they came out pretty good. Uh, I thought they played really well off the start. I, actually, I think they played well all game. I think it's one of their best performances all game. I was a little worried looking at the lineup. Um, it's, you know, a lot of a lot of faces we don't see all the time. Well, two or three for sure. And then, you know, they started Oliver. Uh, Woodbine's been a pleasant surprise. Mm. Yeah, he's great with the throw-ins. He can uh, throw them extremely far. Well, and him, Trafford, and Giroud were coming up on the attacks. Like, they would be in the box for, like, the attacks. One of, one of the three defenders. He's also super fast and quite aggressive in um, a good way. That I don't think he got any. Oh, he did get a card, but uh, oh, everybody who, who didn't get a card, <laughs> but, un, like not not a deserved card, I should say. Like I think he's aggressive in a good way, not like a, you know, um, getting too many cards kind of way. In a senseless, <clears throat> yeah, for senseless, senseless reasons. Yeah, yeah, he he has a lot of. Um, you, you can just tell he has a lot of experience and he shows a lot of routine out there. Like considering that he's on a totally new team, like a squad that he doesn't really know that well yet. He's doing a fantastic job, I think. 
Oh yeah. So. Yeah, he seems like a leader too. Like if you, if you've ever talked to him, there was an interview that uh, Kendra did with him, and he just he seemed very mature. And it seemed like a leader. It's, it's pretty good qualities to have. It's qualities this team, you know, you can never have enough of. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I don't know at what point we we're gonna start talking about the referee who was the main uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> of the match. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, what was his name? Uh, Fitzgerald was the ref. Yeah. And you know, I tweeted this during the game, you know, like, and it's a cliche. Like, a good referee is one that you don't notice and that you don't talk about, you know, during and after the match. This referee made sure he was the star of the <laughs> night, <laughs> to put it positively. Like, he, I mean, he sent off the, the Cosmos coach. For absolutely nothing. Then he disallowed an Ottawa goal. He he didn't red card a Cosmos player from an elbow check. Yeah, that was uh it was strange that he was after that happened he seemed to give out cards for anything. Like anything, like not even like things that should have been a warning were cards. No, he gave out cards to Ottawa for anything. But there was really like hardly there's hardly any infractions that happen. Like there'd be like, like a push, and there'd be a card. Yeah, for those listeners that, that haven't seen the away match, um, in around the eleventh minute, uh, the New York uh, player Siletta, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Well, so. he elbowed um, Oliver. Oliver Minatel quite blatantly, and what looked like, like I would say, on purpose, into the face. And Oliver looked really beaten up afterwards. Like it was, it was a pretty. Uh, I'm sure knocked out some shocking teams. sight. Like he was bleeding all over, and he had to leave the game. Do you, you don't I, think it was uh, on purpose? Was, I don't think it was a red card. You don't think that's a red card? No. Oh. Do you think it's a yellow card? It was definitely a yellow card. Okay, but so was uh, like a light tap. So those two <laughs> fouls are the same in the referees. I know yeah. the player that later tweeted, you know, that mm-hmm. it was unintentional that he was sorry. But, um, Blocksmith, why do you think it was not a red card? Uh, there's no malice towards it. It was just kind of, he was a little uh, blatant and just kind of throwing it around, but I don't think he was intentionally trying to elbow in the head. Oh, I think he was seeing what he could get away with, and I think he just, like, I don't know, it looked like a, I would have given him a red. I thought it looked pretty terrible. And I think I thought it's, it was a, it's an automatic red because he's jeopardizing the player's health. Like, it's, you know he's 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 not taking the, his opponent's players' health into account. You know, it, to me, that's a red. And he knew exactly where his elbow was and exactly where Oliver's face was. And well, you know, the team the team took it pretty seriously because there's an article in the Citizen about um, about how the league's complaining to the league about this. So it's I don't know. I think it's a little more serious than. Then always, you know, just a yellow. Um, so does are, anyone know if uh, Oliver Mertel had to go to the hospital and get stitches or what happened? I know he's not playing on Saturday. Okay, so like obviously he didn't finish the match. Uh, uh, it said he has four teeth knocked out and was knocked unconscious. I don't remember him being unconscious, but I know he had some teeth knocked out. That was pretty obvious. Yeah, so this isn't hockey. So when I hear soccer players getting losing teeth. <laughs> it's a bit more of a, a yellow card foul to me. Yeah. yeah, but you can't give out a red card just because of 
the consequence. Like, it's, it was somewhat accidental. You accidental. You can't go, oh, you can't look at the injury cause and give a card for that. Yeah, but, like, I, I, I never said it was accidental. Like that's that's your belief, right? I, I don't think it was accidental. I think that, you know, he probably didn't intend to injure Oliver th this badly. But I still think that the elbow came out and he had, like Kendra said, pretty much full control over that. <laughs> he okay. could have held back, is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I don't see it that way. I thought he was just kind of turning and his elbow just kind of got in the way. Yeah. It's Only he knows. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw some uh, quotes out there. Uh, Richard Starnes, um, October 14th, has an article in the Ottawa Citizen. If you want to look it up, there's a horrible picture of Oliver's face. It looks <laughs> and then, so bad. And uh, he said, like, his four teeth were messed up. He was bleeding a lot. He was taken straight to hospital. Uh, he said he, was, he received morphine in the ambulance. He had a fracture on the bridge of his mouth. <gasps> yeah. Ugh. He had ten needles in the mouth. Like the freeze, so they could pull his teeth upright from the roof of his mouth. Um, he also says that Oliver will miss the remainder of the season. And Oliver said he watched the video over and over. He never talked to the player, but he, the player never said sorry. And never, I don't know if he did later online or. He, I, but I this article was yeah. published today. And he says, I don't know what type of person he is, but how can he sleep at night? I just don't know. So there's no love loss. And I know, I know. People, after this game and sp and after the first Cosmos game too, I I'm starting to think they're more of our rival than Edmonton is. I think like we get like we play our best games against them. We bring our like we play our best against them. We don't play our best against Edmonton. Yeah, and like we have a soft spot for Edmonton because it's the it's the other Canadian team and like actually we had a listener question this week uh, or a comment from. From Dwayne Rollins and uh, he tweeted in and, and said or asked are you cheering for Edmonton to make the playoffs and part of me has to say yes I want Edmonton to make the playoffs because they're the other Canadian team and they're very far away from us they're not really our real rivals I would have to agree with that um, I I think that because they're Canadian and it would bring more awareness to the actual like Canadian teams in the league and kind of remind people that there's more than just one country involved in the NASL. Um, I, I mean, if we can't get into the postseason, if Edmonton can, like I'm all for that. You have to disagree <laughs> just for the fact that we're, we play Edmonton next week. And I don't want them to beat us. I want to beat Edmonton. Oh, I want to beat them, but if, they, if, they, if there's a way for us to beat them and also for them to get into the playoffs, that would be ideal. I, honestly, I would like to see them get into the playoffs over Carolina or Fort Lauderdale. I, would, I prefer Edmonton to be there, but at the end of the day, I, I just want the Fury to get as many points as possible and to be like... We could probably make it to six, fifth or six, if we win out the last three games. So um, I would like to see that. Ideally, Edmonton fourth, Ottawa fifth. Ideally, but and ideally New York not getting anything. Um, I think there is something across the league where they really want New York in this playoff at the end of the season, and it'd be I don't know what it would say 
to the other owners that spend a lot of money if New York doesn't even make the playoff? I mean, if it's a good thing, it says how competitive the league is, or is it saying, like, don't waste your time in the NASL? Yeah, they, they really need to be successful there in New York, uh, especially with that new MLS team going in. Um, so, and you know, the league is located in New York. Their head office is there, so it's easy to, uh, you know, start conspiracy theories. But no, only 3,000 at this game, again. Yeah. So another low crowd in New York. So, like, more people show up to, uh, you know... Oshawa General Games than the New York Cosmos. Like, think about that. Yeah. And Pele, he didn't play again. Yeah, Pele, he's still, he's still out. But interesting, uh, uh, who was in town in New York? Remind me of... Raul. Raul. Oh, Raul. Yeah, so that, that rumor that never goes away. So, and it looks like that's going to happen. So they'll have another senior citizen on their team next year. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> that works. Just what I want to see, 38-year-old players that come over... After, like, playing in the Middle East last year, now they're going to play in the NASL. Just what this league needs. Well, I'd, I'd like to see him again. I know he's old, but I don't mind the, the old legends. <laughs> uh, it's just sad. It's just sad. Anyway, to get back to the game, um, Oliver obviously was subbed off and uh, Mayard came on. Um, and that took the air out of the team for for a little bit there. Eh? Like everybody was, he, he likes to run around. <laughs> He's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, um, it, I don't know if that's tactics to have them like all making runs everywhere and confusing everyone. But uh, what did you think of Mayard's play? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He. He's just. Like he just runs. He's kind of like like a chicken with his head cut off. Sometimes he's just everywhere out but there. But he brings energy. He brings energy. <laughs> you know? That's for sure. <laughs> brings energy. I don't a little know. boost. Yeah. <clears throat> but who else came in after that? Uh, well, we're still in the first half, and um, uh. so we had a yellow card for uh, Trafford. I'm trying to remember, thirty-first minute, what the situation was there. Yeah, there's so many. I literally, yeah, don't know. Mostly. There was a couple. Well, how many yellow cards we got? Eight, or seven, or eight. I would I would say there's like two that were deserved. I seem to remember the Trafford one being like, oh, okay, it's a little soft, but uh, you know that's okay, it's justifiable. But then after that, it just got, out got of control. a little bit ridiculous. Because then in the thirty seventh minute, Ustakio got a yellow for I don't remember what. I I liked one son. We know who does the Ottawa Fury uh, Twitter feed. Nice guy. Won't say his name, but at one point he was like, so-and-so got a yellow card for something, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> like, like, they just gave up. Like, they couldn't even tell. And even the New York announcers were... They were like, there's a yellow. We're not sure for what. There seems to be yellows coming out pretty easily. Like, they were going on and on. Like, even the home team announcers, who were homers, like, so, you know, it, it was just that kind of night uh, where just before halftime, Diaz scored, and who's the guy that, that assists the goal? Same guy that caused the injury to Oliver, Soleta. He should have been out. He should have been out. And, and then, you know, psychologically, not the greatest turn of events to uh, go down just before halftime. Of course, the momentum then was on, uh, on the Cosmos side. 
Um, but the Fury did come out pretty hard, like right after that goal, and they put some pressure on in the last minute of play. There, it was a pretty exciting end to the half. Yeah, but then halftime came. <laughs> 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 and uh, but the, the Fury managed to to come back. Heinemann scored, um, assisted by by Davies. Logsmith, you, you seem to be the best in uh, describing, describing the goals. So. <laughs> what what direction was the wind coming? <laughs> Uh, southwesterly, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, uh, Davies, who they said was Ubi, I got confused. Uh, Davies sent in a cross, and uh, uh, Heidemann just kind of like dove in and put it past the keeper. It's nice to see. Davies, another great cross. We've been saying this for weeks. How great a great crosser he is. He's been. Yeah. So. Um... Up until that point, were you happy with Heinemann's performance? Uh, somewhat, I guess. Same as usual. A lot of, uh, yeah. A lot of the same, a lot of backing up and falling down. And Well, and what came after the goal was a bunch more yellow cards. <laughs> Actually, there was one before the, before the goal for Woodbine, and then uh, one for uh, Cosmos player Ayosi. Another yellow for Jeroen. Then the coach got uh, thrown out. Yep. For the cause for like for what we could tell as a, as an audience, absolutely nothing. Nothing like. Uh, he got thrown out for leaving the box. He left the box to go yell at the linesman. Yeah, but that you know in, in other matches, you know, pe- coaches get warned to go back into their box. It's sure. it's not. He not could have got. He could have been warned beforehand. It's not like he pushed Mourinho. Like no. <laughs> No, that was weird. And then they showed him, like, it was weird because they, they kicked him out and he left. And he's, like, right behind the net. And instead of showing the game, they're just showing him behind the net. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I cannot forget that image of when the Cosmos uh, scored at the end of the game and took the winner. And you saw the coach in, that, in some building near the stadium cheering. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, he was upstairs, I think, and I was like high-fiving a janitor or something. <laughs> yeah, that, was <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was a oh, that was I moment, like moment that. to remember. I see every man's league. You know. But yeah, it was weird. Like, And he he took forever to leave, too. Like, And and they're showing him instead of the game, like you were saying before. And, and then corner kicks. If you're a television production person in Canada, United States, I see this in MLS and NESL all the time. I do not want to see a replay during the corner kick. I want to see the corner kick. <laughs> That's more important than what I just saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you noticed that? They only do it like here. They don't do it in Europe. They don't do it in Japan. But they're always showing a replay of like, oh, the ball went behind the keeper, you know, and it's, it's a corner kick. And it's like, I know. Show the corner kick. Yeah, I fully agree. That happened three or four times that game. That's, that's all. Um, so Heinemann actually almost won it. Um, he, he did. He did win for, it for the Fury. Let's be let's be <laughs> honest. He did win it for the Fury, and then for mysterious reasons, the goal didn't count. Um, it was a foul on Heinemann, right? Was the call, or why? I, I, that's the announcer said it was a foul. At first, but it definitely wasn't. And it wasn't offside. Well, no, there was no way it was offside because he, he went around behind. a defender. He went around a defender, and the defender fell 
trying because he's highly skilled in ESL defender. He he fell trying to kick the ball, <laughs> which I've done myself, so I can't make fun of him. I do it often, but um, but you're also not in the NASL. So. Not, yet. not yet. I'm working. My way. I have a dream now, but. Yeah, the defender fell, and you know I can understand if maybe someone's standing in front of the referee, <laughs> he might have thought that that was a foul. But he didn't even touch him. They showed the replay, and he didn't even like touch. He wasn't even near him. He was a good like two feet away mm -hmm. from touching him at all. And then he got a yellow card. Well, uh, yeah, so. a second yellow. Well, he, no, that no, was he the first, first yellow, yellow. First yellow. For missing the chance, he got yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't a miss, it was a goal. Right. Um, yeah, then he gets the second yellow, and you know what? Like I'm not lady. even angry at, at Heinemann for mouthing off there on the second oh, yellow. Oh, no. Because, no, like, right. I totally felt the same way, and the whole team felt like that. Um, I was looking forward to a Dos Santos interview after the game, but there wasn't one. <laughs> yeah, he was probably like, screw this, I'm not even going to say anything, I'm just going to get myself into trouble. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check, check tonight online to see if there was like some sort of interview. I know the ones that the club puts out, they're pretty controlled and scripted. Yeah. But... And he's no longer on Twitter, like it's, he's completely gone. Yeah, yeah he's no, no longer on Twitter. And what I just realized is Oliver, like, even if he was fit, he wouldn't have been able to play next match, right? Because he also had a yellow and that he had too many yellows, so he would have been suspended. No, he hadn't. He's probably one of the players who didn't get a yellow. No, he didn't get a yellow at all. You sure? Positive. You sure? I think. Was he on the field? He must have got a I yellow. I thought Heinemann is suspended because of the second yellow and there's another No, player. Oliver. No. Yeah, Oliver has no yellow. Now, who who was the other player that was uh, is, is going to be suspended against uh, that? Man? I'm just going to guess and go with Tarun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Maybe it could be Trafford. Yeah, it's probably Trafford. What? Has Trafford missed a game? No. No, not a minute. Oh. He can't. No way. Mason, no. I say Trafford puts on someone else's shirt and goes out there. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> Przinger shirt might still yeah. be <laughs> So that's some, uh, we laugh, which is terrible and wrong. But uh, I don't know if, did you guys cover this last week? I wasn't here last week. Przinger uh, being released? No, no, it's happened after. It happened after. So Przinger's been released by the club. Um, he hasn't seen action since, what, spring season? Yeah. Uh, and I thought he played a couple games quite well. He had some performances that weren't the best in the first two games. I think one of the goals was his fault in the first game at Carlton, but um, yeah, so he's released. I don't know what his plans are. Um, we're going to track him and actually keep people up to date on any of the former Fury players. I think we're going to kind of follow a little bit and have updates. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's heading back to Uruguay, Uruguay or if he's going to go play in League One Ontario or what. We'll see what happens with him. Well, it wasn't really much of a surprise, right? Because he didn't get any minutes in the fall, and we got a new left back in we Woodbine, Woodbine, and Soria, you know, is the next uh, defender in line there. So um, we're not too sure what the exact reasons were, if it was his performance or, um, you know, other issues. Like, we're not, you know, in the dressing room, so we don't know. Yeah, we've heard some news, too, that uh, the MLS... Uh, scouts have been sniffing around the league, around the league, around the team, and there are a couple players um, that will probably be leaving the club this year. They'll probably be moving up. Um, so, don't be surprised if we need a new defender or a new forward. Um, we'll see, because one of them's injured right now. So, um, 
And the other thing is uh, this whole Canadian soccer uh, thing. Have you heard about this? Yeah, basically Dos Santos called out the CSA and said, why are you ignoring our players? Like, I'm doing all of this. Basically, I'm playing all these Canadians, and there's no one that forces me to do this, and we haven't even received a call from you guys. And not only that, but you nominate Hansen Boakai from FC Edmonton. We have all these more regular players. But to be fair, Boakai is quite the player, and we want to cap him as soon as possible. What yeah. do you think of all this? this whole... uh, it was a little drawn out, a little too much for yeah. what it was. I think it was, there probably wasn't much to it, but I think the media kind of jumped on it and made it this big deal. Made it a big deal. Do you think it's... Uh... I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand why it's coming now and not ahead of the Jamaica-friendly. Do you think it's MDS, like just getting some publicity for the team? Because, you know... We're not really the most known team on the like Canadian soccer landscape, even though they are such a good team and all that. They... I think the issue is not the, the issue is not that none of the players have been selected because if you look at it rationally, it's probably true that none of the players have really deserved to be on the current Canadian national team squad. But what is annoying people, and that's what some bloggers have said, and that's my understanding of, um, of what, uh, help me out, uh, Stuart, a Sun journalist, oh, a friend of Chris the show, Hoffley. Chris Hoffley has <laughs> said, is that not even a phone call, you know, like, it's like they, the CSA hasn't even taken notice, there's a professional team in town, I think that's what the, but what, to be fair, like, they were at the first game. You know, there's and there's been people from the CSA and the coaching staff of the Canadian men's national team at games. We've seen them. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're talking about Forsanger. Forsanger went down to the Canadian national team camp before the Fury started the season. Right. And he was a Fury player. I know. He didn't get a cap because there was no games played, but he was a Fury player. Yeah, and we've had, and Becky's played on the national mm -hmm. team. Trafford. Trafford. So, Davies. So... Yeah, so we've had cap players, but like like John said, honestly, I, I don't think right now any of them are at the level to be like a regular on the on the national team. I think there's potential of some players there, but I don't. I think it'll be maybe a couple of years. And Ryan, like you said, like Hansen Boakai, um, he's an un, uh, it's a dual citizen. <laughs> yeah, and it, exactly. You don't want. Uh, uh, another, um, where is he from? Ghana? Like, uh, I think it's Ghana. Um, I'll look it up while you chat. <laughs> yeah, you don't want the other country to, to cap him, so we want to cap him as soon as possible. Plus, he's an exceptional talent. Like, he's one of those talents that doesn't come around, you know, every decade in Canada. So, it yeah. still remains to be seen, but, like, he shows an incredible amount of promise. So, just because he's not playing day in and day out and... It doesn't mean that he, like, that he doesn't deserve to be at the uh, Canadian national team. But, um, yeah. yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that Mark Santo said to, about Boakai that he's not in the NAS, NASL stats. Just kind of kind of a shot, I thought. Well, maybe he's playing, playing mind games with uh, Edmonton too, right? Yeah, it could like, be. He, he, he does things like that. He's, he compliments the other team. He, does, he has all those tricks <laughs> that we're seeing managers do. I don't know, but it's interesting, and it's it's interesting to see when you know 
there's more teams and stuff, you know, how the Canadian Soccer Association's done a, you know, pay attention to those teams and what will happen, how the structure will be. Like, if I'm completely honest, the way I read the situation is the following. Here is Mark Santos playing all these Canadians, not really having to do that, and it's not paying off right away. You know, like, in, I think his feelings are just a little bit hurt because he's doing this great thing for Canadian soccer and we love what he's doing, but, not, but it's just, like, those it's, players are good, it's not though. really being recognized it's not in, like a charity. Nationally in Canada, only like sort of the people in the Ottawa Fury scene have taken notice of this. Well, like Ryan said, it's not a charity and he's playing those players because they're good. It's not just because they're Canadian. Like they've earned the spot on the team and they're there because they're good. Like Trafford plays every game because he's one of the best defenders we have. Like who are you going to put in instead of Trafford? It's not because he's Canadian. It's because he's great. I yeah. agree with you that they're, the, they're playing because they're the best players on the squad, but you got to look at... Who did Mark Dos Santos bring into the squad in the first place? He could have chosen like from thousands of different Americans. They all count as domestics in the NASL, but no, he chose to you know get Canadians into the team, and this is not being recognized by the CSA in but the short term. Does the CSA have to recognize that? Because well, that's what Mark Dos Santos would like to see, I'm sure, because he has the ambition to be you know a Canadian, a national team coach one day, and like. He, he just, I think he would really like, like, maybe he's just getting a little bit impatient and he wants, you know, this entire vision that he has for the club and like everything that he's doing for Canadian soccer to be recognized a little bit earlier. Is all I'm suggesting. Like, it's just a theory. Yeah. It might not be true. <clears throat> but it's not like there's any shortage of Canadian players that can play Div 2 North American soccer. Like, there's, there's enough quality players. There's not a shortage, but it's also very competitive. There's a lot of you know, Americans who are just as good, if not better, oh, just yeah. because of their size of their population and right. all the other... And the world football market, right? There's a huge talent pool there, so... Yeah, although the internationals are, of course, not counted yeah. as domestic, so... Yeah, okay, so I think it's time for a break. We'll stop fighting with each other. Yeah, some... it's, it's because of the stupid Cosmos game and the freaking rap. <laughs> We're so angry. <laughs> Music? Music! <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. It is now time of the show where we go to questions for our listeners. This week we asked, who will win the Fury's first ever Canadian men's national team cap? Becky, Trafford, Hayworth, or other? So, what do you think? Oh, what do we think? Yeah. Um, well, Becky already won a cap, right? Yeah, I think they mean, like, who's going to be capped next. Yes. Oh, I thought like the based first on their play. The first, the first Fury. National and we mean senior team. national team, right? Yes. All right. Okay. So we've set the. Uh... <laughs> we've set the standards. <laughs> yeah. Now. Now for the answers. So let's start with uh, Mario Carlucci, who at he was at Lucidor, and he t he tweeted, "Would love to see one of them on the senior team, but to answer the question, Becky, Phil, Trafford. So he, I guess he's saying in that order, Becky's going to be the first." Then Philip Davies, and then uh, Mason Trafford. So he picked another. Yeah. And then uh, Stuart, who is Fury fanatic Mac, says uh, Mauro has a good chance. Who is Ustkio? Um, has a good chance. I see us trying to bring in a player 
uh, on already on the squad before any call-ups for current players, though. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see, like, uh, you know, unattached Canadian national team player, like, actually come and play NASL. You were saying there was a German player that stuck with his team uh, when they were sent down. We were having a conversation the other night. Oh, you mean like a Canadian that used to play in Germany and no longer... Yeah, and come back, come back from Europe and play in the NASL, yeah. like maybe in his early thirties or whatever. Well, Marcel De Jong is, is the player that's currently stuck, but he's too good of a level to go to the NASL at, at this point. Um, but Adam Straith, um, younger guy, uh, has had several caps for the Canadian national team. He's a great centre back. He would he would be great. We've mentioned that before in the show. Yeah. Um, but you don't like the older ones, Ryan, right? Like you don't no, want to do I don't. <laughs> no, I don't want to see anyone over thirty-five. I don't. I don't like this retirement league thing. Yeah. I, I don't think the NASL is NASL is probably more be better to gear towards development and homegrown players. I know that's cliche and all that, but like those are the players I want to see as a ticket buyer. I don't want to see De Rosario. I know there's probably a lot of people in Ottawa that want to see De Rosario. Let's be clear. I do not want to see Di Rosario ever me, me. play. Since we're talking about it, me, I'm so glad I'm not a TFC fan. Uh, are we not going to do this? Yeah, we'll get back to listening questions in a moment. But oh my god, what a shit show that club is! Okay, this is an Ottawa Fury podcast, but we we have to we have to address this. Um, if you're still a TFC fan and you live east of Belleville, Ontario, shame on you. You're, if you're not a Fury fan <laughs> and you support TFC, like, how can you? Like, <laughs> Why are you doing this? You, you like the ownership group? Do you like the success of the team? Do you the, like the great storied history? <laughs> Their kits are pretty. They're red. I bank at BMO. Do you bank at BMO? No, I don't, I don't understand why anyone would like still be hanging on to this team and i i honestly feel for their fans i wrote a big long article last year about why it's time this is last year why it's time to walk away from tfc and why it's okay to walk away from tfc and um i'll post it up i'll actually i'll tweet it out on at coxon uh tomorrow when this pod goes live but just give it a read and like really think about like is like maybe it's time to move on <laughs> For, for you TFC fans, I'm sorry, but it has to be said. Yeah, TFC suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they suck, and then they go out and spend millions of dollars to suck, to suck just as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a harsh week. Like uh, and like you know, I'm great. Like you people are loyal, and that that's you know something that's lacking in sports today is loyalty to teams, but. Enough is enough. Like, what, seven years, eight years, seven years at least for sure? Well, and I have to say, like, especially if you live in Ottawa, like you're saying, east of Belleville, like, come on. You have a professional soccer team that's much closer, that is much more likable, and much I Much more accessible. And accessible, more accessible, <laughs> more exciting to watch, yeah. less, you know, shitty attitudes on the pitch, like, it's... They they give their all amazing character. Yeah, yeah. It's way more exciting to watch, and it's they're much easier to cheer for. I think. I mean, I abandoned TFC quite a while ago, um, but like I just feel that cheering for the Ottawa Fury is much more worth worth my time. Yeah, than... I think it'd be different if the Fury the Fury have to get on TV next year, like something like TSN nine or something. They have to get on TV. Um, 
be a regional or but it has to be more than internet streams but yeah is that have we covered our uh yeah our that TFC? pretty much uh i think that that does it i'm sorry guys I, I suffered with you guys like six seven years whatever but then we got our team here and i don't know i don't know what you're doing well one of our most loyal listeners namu at bbc underscore soul bro I know he still goes to every uh, Toronto home game. So he, he lives just, in he lives in Toronto too. He lives in Toronto, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're suffering, but it's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says that the, in regards to who will win the first ever Canadian men's national team, that it's a great question. Thank you, Namu. <laughs> and and he, he he says, I'd say Becky at this point. Look out for Maro in a couple years too, and he doesn't know why Carl is on the bench. And that's Carl Howard. Yeah, I'm not sure why he's on the bench oh, either. I, have to, I fully agree. Yeah. Um, one reason, like I, I always like to play the devil's advocate. I mean, one reason why I could see why Howard is on the bench is just because Oliver and Howard are very similar players. So maybe when um, when Oliver Minotel is starting to do something different on the wing, put put Davy, someone who goes back a little bit more and. Just gives more to the team defensively, maybe. Also, he came he came back from an injury and hasn't really found back because his form ever since then. Locksmith, what do you think? Yeah, it's uh, you know I don't I don't question why he's on the bench a lot, but there is a lot of you know, competition for those those spots. Mark DeSantos likes to keep players on for several weeks and then remove them, and yeah, like you're saying. Hayworth's just pretty much the same player as Oliver was, but he's a ton of skill on the guy, and he has a he has huge potential. So it'd be nice to see him play a little more. I think he'd probably get a lot more playing time now that like Oliver's out for the rest of the season, unfortunately. Yeah, and um, Andrew also tweeted in. He's at Jamaharon underscore Fiend. 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 Oh. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't be reading the listener <laughs> question. <laughs> he says, Maillard strikes me as a really handy bench player to have around. Yeah, he's a, he's a great player to have around. Is he Canadian national team level at this point? I would say no. No, I would say no. Yeah. Um, I think but the energy. Yeah, <laughs> no, he has the energy. Yeah. And uh, Phil at Giving My Jetpack says, For Senga, too soon? <laughs> no, too late. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because he's no no longer part of the team, Phil. Yeah, with the programs. Yeah, uh, so out of all the players, uh, all the Canadians on the team, I, I'd probably expect Trafford to see uh, the wear of the Canadian kit next. Be the first one out of the group. I would agree with that. I think he's, he's proven himself. Uh, played every single game, been really solid. He's played on the national team before. Um, not the senior team, though. I think it was the U23. But uh, I think he deserves to get a call up again. I think it'll be Becky. I think uh, I think probably just guessing that the, his versatility between center back and playing right back might push him a little. Ahead. It also depends who we're playing. If we're playing Colombia, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't matter who's playing. <laughs> but you know, like games like Jamaica uh, teams, I'd I'd even like. To put out a younger squad against uh, like a really tough Costa Rica side or something. I'd like to see some of the younger players 
up against them, so or Panama even. So we're recording on a Tuesday, so the game is going to be tonight. Yeah, soon in a few hours. So we'll see how Canada does. I hope you guys will have watched the match. And uh, my prediction is that we're not going to get slaughtered by Colombia. That's my prediction for the match. What's funny? I think we right? might even grind out a draw. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I don't. I don't. You know? <laughs> don't think so. I don't. What's Colombia ranked? Think Fifth so. in the world. Yeah. Fourth. Fifth. Fourth, I think. Fourth. Third. Third now. I thought they're fourth. I thought it was third. No. Anyway. Anyway, it's just a stupid. Anyway. And what's Canada? Kind of seventh. No. Hundred twentieth. <laughs> last time I checked. Hundred twenty second. Really. Hundred and twenty second. How many countries in the world? I always do this. <laughs> How many recognized by UN or recognized by FIFA? Yeah. In the FIFA world. Yeah. Crimea is ranked above Canada. So you all think, besides me, that Canada is going to get slaughtered? I, not hope slaughtered. Not, I hope not slaughtered, but I don't think we're going to win or tie. I think we'll lose by two goals or more. Okay. It's Colombia. Yes. So I'm going to like revise my uh, statement and say I, I think we might be lucky and, and get a draw, or we're going to win by like only like above one yeah. goal. People listening to this lose by like, one goal. Yeah. People listening to this will be like, what do you mean? The game was last night. <laughs> yeah, that's the nature of podcasting. It's live. Should we take a break before we preview the Edmonton game? Or keep rolling? Let's take a break. Alright, so before we get into the FC Edmonton preview, we should mention that they won again 3-0 at home. What, what has happened to this team? They're, they're freaking winning like with more than one goal? What's going on? But, yeah, sorry. No, they're playing well, yeah, they're playing really well. Uh, uh, Carolina comes into Canada once again mm -hmm. and gets their butt kicked. Yeah, another team that got their butt kicked pretty badly was Tampa Bay Rowdies, who lost 7-0. Oh, <laughs> that's a touchdown. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not sure when they scored the seventh goal, but I know it was before the 78th minute because that was the last time I checked. Uh, so it could have been higher if uh, the Scorpion had continued stinging the rallies. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay is really, uh, they're really on a bad run right now. Uh, this whole fall season, uh, where are they sitting? They're sitting seventh. Yeah, just uh, with one point ahead of the Fury in the game in hand. So they started good, right? And since recently they've been really terrible. Yeah. Um, I wish we were playing them again and not Fort Lauderdale at, for the last game of the season. But um, Another team that uh, hasn't been playing that well is Carolina. And the big surprise was uh, Indy won at home. Yes. Yeah, it had a pitch invasion. They had a pitch invasion? Yes. <laughs> they had a freaking well, freak out. And like well-deserved pitch. pitch invasion. Yeah. Really. <laughs> wow. Seriously. What they had waited such a long time. Well, how many games exactly was it? 20? Uh, how many home games? They've won on the road. They actually do quite well on the road. That's <laughs> true. How many home games is the question. But uh, they're kind of like us in that respect. Is, uh, they do well on the road. And but the what's the bigger story of them winning at home is who they beat. Yeah, Minnesota. What? Yeah, they're two 0 They beat Minnesota United. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So yes. that's okay. So that's pitch invasion. So a, a, anyone from Indiana listening, like, well done. That's, exactly. Yeah, uh, they, they definitely deserve that. Fan base definitely deserve their home win. 
to be this season. Yeah. And against that team. Like, good they, job. Yeah. They definitely won't be the TFC of the NASL. Hopefully not. But um, what's interesting, too, is uh, they also got a new ECHL team in Indianapolis, the Indy Fuel. Same kind of things happening. Huge success story. Like Ryan, can you tell what, this what, is what the, the ECHL is? It's the East Coast Hockey League, and it's been expanding ridiculously. It, it actually even took over another league this year and added seven new teams. <laughs> so, And how is this uh, relevant to the hours <laughs> to few well, soccer I'm, podcasts? I'm just talking about the Indianapolis market. Like, I think you could put a chess team. <laughs> yeah, they're sports crazy. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, they're just they're just hungry. Like, so, like you, anything does well there. So, yeah, yeah, but it's great that they won. So it makes it interesting for for the fall season and makes this game against Edmonton. Like even more important for Edmonton. It's more important for Edmonton than it is for us, so we get to be spoilers. Oh, it's huge. I mean, they lose to us and a Carolina win or a tie, I think, and they're out. They're done. So expect to see, you know, Edmonton's top lineup. Mm-hmm. Can well, they lose against us and still make the playoffs? Not likely. It, so it's Bokai in New York right now. Yeah. So he's in the York Canadian national team. So what's the chances of seeing Bolkai on Saturday at three PM at Lansdowne? I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's him at all. Well, I Colin mean, Miller has sort of has been protecting yeah. Bolkai for quite a while now, like saying that you know he's he's still a young lad, still a little bit immature, and he's just he, he doesn't want to throw Bolkai in necessarily and put him under pressure. So we might not see him. I mean, they haven't been playing and. Playing them and they've been doing so well. I mean, I the only reason I'd see them be put on is late if they're down. Huh? And like Edmonton's coming off this big win, and they've been they've been having a really good run. And the whole story with Edmonton, if you've been following them the last few years, is they they can't score goals. Like they've been like a defense first team. Uh, they were the first year they're very Dutch style system, um, and now they're scoring goals. And they still have good defense. So, and we don't have Oliver. Like, who who do you think is going to start for our team on Saturday? Well, Dantas is going to be our striker yeah. for sure. No Oliver. Heinemann. No Heinemann because he's out on the red yeah. card. It's really interesting to see if they don't start Hayworth to maybe bring on as a striker for Dantas later on. So Hayworth first and then Dantas like in the 60th on? I think Dantas will start. No, no, I think Dantas will start. Okay. Hayworth won't. Maybe Hayworth doesn't start on the wing, so they can bring him in later. And then it's either Becky or, or Mayer, or both, and then Hayworth on the bench. Yeah. No, Davies. Yeah. That's what I said, no? No, you said Becky. Oh, I meant Davies. I, I don't know why Davies. I said Becky. Who knows what if Ryan, if he doesn't get his kid, will uh, he play? And I checked. Uh, as of tonight, he's no baby yet. <laughs> For all you Fury fans that need to know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I checked during the musical break. That's what those are for. So it's, it's gone into extra time, guys. It's gone into extra time. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't go into penalties. You guys have no idea what birthing a baby is about, do you? <laughs> no, but we, we, we know soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's be interesting to see this Edmonton team if they bring, you know, you know Roberts out of school, uh, Jones. Like, they're, they're hitting it on all... There's on all cylinders there. Yeah, Lance Lang's been incredible on the wing. They brought him out from defense onto the wing. He's been absolutely incredible. 
this last uh, few weeks. Yeah, Martinez too. You know, I just wanted to expand on, on your point there, Ryan, um, about how FC Edmonton have changed their style of play. And we really get, get to respect what Colin Miller has done in FC Edmonton. Because in the spring season, we were always saying, oh my God, can you imagine watching FC Edmonton week in and week out, yeah. grinding out zero zeros, maybe scoring a goal? And but now they're, like you said, so defensively solid. They can score. Like it maybe just needed a little bit more time than we were giving him. And there's rumors uh, in, in the spring season that Colin Miller's job was maybe on the line. Yeah. And and now, you know, it'd be insane to think that to let that coach go, like one of the best in the league. Right. Like so I, I think the first coach you don't see go in the league will probably be Tampa Bay's coach. And maybe his son too, who he plays every game. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, Atlanta's probably not gonna fire their coach again. Can they the fire people? Can they fire people by Skype? I'm just wondering. <laughs> Sorry, the joke behind that is Atlanta had a coaching had a coach at the start of the season that didn't go to the games. He coached via Skype, and yeah, he didn't need enough reasons to make fun of the league. So back to the Edmonton game. Any any uh, predictions? Uh... Well, one thing we should mention about the game is that it's the first time that it's two Canadian teams at TD Place. And it's not going to be sold out, 24,000, I believe. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But, they should just fill it with kids, you know, Montreal Impact style. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I think it'd be a close one. Edmonton, you know, hasn't done so well here, but they haven't played here since they've been kind of since we've played them eight times in the <laughs> spring season. <laughs> Since they've been doing well. I don't know. 2-1 Ottawa. I'm excited to see them. I'm excited. 2-1 Ottawa. I like that prediction. Kendra? I'm going to say... This is going to be a very unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say 2-2 draw. Actually, I was going to say the exact same thing. So, 2-2 <laughs> draw. Um, remember, no Trafford, I don't believe, right? He's out on cards. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Namu, Namu will tell us. Namu will tell Namu, let us know. Definitely no Heinemann. Definitely no Oliver. Yeah, Oliver's out for sure. Yeah, I'm not comfortable making a prediction today. Really? What if we forced you to make a prediction? If you forced me to make one, <laughs> <laughs> that changes things. Which we just did. Then I would say it's going to be a, a draw. Maybe a 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one draw. So draw, draw, Fury win. Three draws and a Fury win. It's over, right? We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so. So weather's supposed to be like on Saturday. I know, it's 24 degrees today. Yeah. I know, it was <laughs> freakishly hot. Like, all of a sudden it was humid and it was cold this morning and then it turned out. It's Saturday was... rain. Yeah. Come on, 13 out. degrees. <laughs> but it's going to change. It always changes. I was waiting on Twitter for like the San Antonio commentators to apologize for that. This warm weather we're getting, and see if my yeah. house hasn't melted. I don't know if you did. You guys talk about that last week? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, it was, that, that was no, I didn't listen. I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> no. But, he only uh, listens when he's on. Though. Only when I'm on. Though. No, but that San Antonio announcer was like, "Oh, these Canadians aren't used to the weather." I checked the weather in San Antonio. What was it like? Nineteen degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Just like exactly. That. The same. Oh, we can't take this heat. This nineteen degrees. Well, it's twenty-four today, so. And, yeah. and that's not Fahrenheit, American listeners. It's 24 Celsius, okay? 
So. Converted if you must. <laughs> so yeah, so hopefully we get some points against Edmonton, knock them out of the playoffs because we're jerks that way, and um, then we beat Indy, and then we beat Fort Lauderdale, and we end up like fifth, mm-hmm. and then we can be like, if that New York game, <laughs> if that New York game. Oh, final thought, uh, just before we uh, finish this wonderful uh, podcast recording, like, have you ever followed a team where there have been so many late minute uh, goals going for us or against us? Like, it, it, it feel, like, I feel like with the Fury, it happens almost every other game where either we're getting scored against in the 90th or we score in the 90th. Like, it's, it's just... Okay, maybe I'm crazy. I thought no, this was... It, a, happened, no, it, it happens. Yeah, it's, it's happened a lot. I was season. just surprised you were bringing it up now. <laughs> no, because I, like, on the way home today, I, you know... Thought of bringing that up and I forgot. And it just came back to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know what how you justify it or explain it, but if it's just o- how it is. I mean, yeah. If it's always us getting scored on, I would say fitness and all those things. But we we score too. Like we score too late at the death, as I like to say on TSN radio. So unless anyone else has some last minute thoughts to put at the end of the podcast instead of in the middle of it. No, I'm good. I'm thoughtless. I'm good, too. Go Canada. Yeah, Canada tonight. So we can be found on Twitter, at Ottawa Fury. And this is true. We're actually at Ottawa Fury on Twitter. So give us a follow. Keep engaging with us. Uh, uh, it's great that you keep on uh, tweeting us questions. Please continue to do so. And uh, does anyone else have anything to plug? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're not put the pod on on a web page so like it's all in one spot yeah that's coming soon so you can listen Ish. to old shows easily oh really yeah cool and uh keep going to the stony monday riot blog we've got a few um articles written by members um and some other things coming up in the near future um with the ending of the league there's probably going to be some special um blog posts going up there so check that out also, uh, well, go ahead, Locksmith. I'm sorry. Read the Metro. Here it's cheap. <laughs> Metro? <laughs> Some guy tries to give me one every morning. I'm like, no, who would, why would I want to read that? No. There's some Fury coverage in there. There's uh, a bit, yeah. Yeah. One of our loyal listeners, there, Stewart, um, who's at FuryFanatic underscore Mac, he, he now has his own blog. I'm sure you can find it via his Twitter feed, where he writes uh, ex- quite extensively about the Fury, so check that out. Buy a Plastic Pitch magazine, five bucks, fall issue is out, you know, support Canadian soccer writers out there. Yeah, Red Nation Online, Yeah. your number one resource for what, Whitecaps, FC Edmonton, Ottawa Fury, TFC, Impact. Anything Canadian soccer. Men and women's national team. That's rednationonline.ca. And, you know, continue to listen to us every week. Uh, Thanks, guys. See you next week. Toodle. Bye. Bye.
Hey, Daniel. Daniel Fitzgerald, how you doing? I'm okay. Yo, man, I got, I got a proposition for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, see this nice $50 bill? Looks pretty. Yeah, you know, all you gotta do is give a few yellows, you know? But, you know, kick, kick the other guy's coach out. So it looks like, you know, there's not funny going on. 